Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Part two of our chat with Baby is here. It's now you're listening to it. I'm still on my lovely walk. Bathed in frosty sunshine. I've taken pictures for you all so that you can see. Oh, I've just spotted a house I've never seen before up on the hill. Big white thing. No, it's not. It's stacks of hay bales. Okay. Stand down, right move. Anyway, here's our second half of our chat, baby. Did you like the Brit school? Oh, yeah, I loved it. I think for me, like, especially like going to school and like Hay it was always very like, oh, like you want to do you like music or you want to get into like acting okay so like, what's your backup plan what's your backup plan what's your backup plan mm-hmm. and then when you go to brit school they're like oh cool you want to do this stuff i know someone that can help you with that here's how you do that here's what you need to do and then kind of just that like, gave me the tools obviously they're not like making a bit just famous over there but like if you want it they will let you know how to go about it because before i didn't know about like music licensing and like management and like so many other sides that go into just like making art and like Brit school really puts that to spec to just go okay so in order to do that i need like a manager i need like an agent and it's like the business side of it mm-hmm. makes it more feasible because before when it's just like i want to get from here to here and you don't know anybody around you's doing anything that you want to do and you're the only person in your small town that like wants to go and do that nobody can help you then mm. you travel like an hour 10 minutes to croatian every day for two years you some people like you you get that network and you still have to build it up in that way so for me Brit was like awesome like I'm still working with people from Brit now like even like one of the girls that does press she was saying you know Brit at me like oh, my friend Rose Gray she's like open for Tom Gray and we got to do Ali Paddy together I've been since I was 16 like that's really cool yeah it's a, a, an amazing kind of um, compost where lots of talent grows isn't it yeah it's yeah it's really really cool because I remember when you have that like, first day, they were like, look around you, like, these people are going to be your network. And that was how I'm 16, like, what are you talking about? But seriously, like, it's been 10 years and like, I'm seeing all these people out there from Brit, like, yo, they're like, what are you doing here? Like, I'm on like, I'm on my carpet. Like, uh, it's just, like a little, like, it's a like, family, like, out in the industry. It's really, really nice. It's really cute. That's so nice. Also interesting that they teach about the business side because um, someone was talking about that and they were saying how the industry creates deliberately like it infantilizes the singers and the writers and the band members because that way you can control them and you should never let yourself be infantilized i don't think it's even that really i don't think it's even infantilizing i feel now that i guess i'm on the side of it obviously i'm not famous famous but like i'm doing stuff yeah it's a weird one it's like it's a very gradual process where because there's so many moving parts, now you're getting so many emails going in. You have management. So, like, I have management that handle my diary and how people handle, like, what gigs I'm doing or what jobs I'm taking, like, what films I'm going to go do. Then what my publicist's mind will handle all my press stuff. Then, like, 
by the time you blink, everyone's handling all the other stuff for you mm-hmm. because your job is to be a creative. But then at the same time, that takes away any kind of like responsibility. Like, what I have an account team now, I don't have to worry about money. They take care of that for me. I can look at it and I can like, if I'm interested, but like, I don't have to. Do you know what I mean? And that's a really scary place to be in where every, all the responsibilities are taken away from you so that you can do your job, but then you just become your job. It's mm-hmm. a really fine line. How do you remain creative in those circumstances? For me, I I thrive in it, to be honest. I feel like I've been the most creative I've ever been just because I don't have to worry about all that other stuff. Oh, wicked. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, so now I'm not worrying about like invoicing and itineraries for travel and that I can actually just be creative and focus on music and like, can I have that chat with myself creatively? Ah, oh, lovely. And who are your, you know, as we look at the baby manifesto, I'm calling it, um, mm-hmm. what is awesome. the <laughs> what is the the flavor of things to come music so video for theater is coming out soon i'm really really excited for that that's really really cool um the second single is being mastered at the moment and i'm really really excited for that i think um theater is really cool the second single is a bit more kind of like clubby still like edgy and cool but it's a bit more like dancey which is really, really fun because i love dancing great um and yeah working on the ep and kind of just leaning into the sonics of things i think where Drag Race came out, I was invited to all the parties I was never invited to before. <laughs> so I got to kind of like go to all these like really cool things and just like I'm there with like, my voice notes app open, be like, oh like this beat sounds really, really cool. And, oh people like dance to this kind of music and like, oh this is like hard style techno, I really, really like that. And for this kind of like new era of music, I really wanted to I guess express different musical genres through that sonic palette. Like I really like heavy like sound of wall, like distorted like guitars and really just like things that sound very just, like, abrasive, but then where like I went Brit School, I did not sing in the choir and stuff like that. I like really free chords. I like jazz seven for like all those kind of musical elements. It's kind of like mixing the two and like feeling sassy and feeling mm. sexy and all the things that I didn't kind of like allow myself to feel before. I'm kind of like tapping into that. I'm like getting older, isn't it? I want to like step into my power a little bit. That's great. And any any musical influences from your childhood that are coming through? At the moment, I'm kind of leaning towards more like rocky stuff, and it just feels like the prodigy. Like my mum used to blare the prodigy like in the car on the way to school. Ah, <laughs> interesting. So, so that yeah, I guess people kind of say that. Um, I've been playing it around. People have kind of been saying that. Um, it feels a bit like retro almost in the way that it's approached, like the sonics of it, because I like very organic drums. I love really like rocky drums, but I also love like integrating electronic sounds and like effects and that within it. So it kind of like harkens back to like 90s and stuff, but has like a kind of modern moment with it. I'm really experimenting because I'm really having fun. That's cool. Is it really scary stepping out on your own? Because, you know, like the umbrella of Drag Race is a is a I imagine a very nice warm place to be underneath there um no for me I feel like I've kind of spent years preparing to be in a position to go out on my own now um because I think when I was young kids I have really bad actually I have terrible stage fright obviously I have anxiety in that so when I was young it's been like really really bad um and then even I've been doing performing and stuff in drag I guess for like five years that was me performing in rooms full of people in central London for like five years and kind of like getting that out of my system and finding my stage presence and finding my confidence and then now it's just been about translating that into music but I'm so ready to go into it I think when we did the girl group challenge I was like oh like I think people might like my verse like cool whatever then like the episode came out and everyone was just like where is baby's music where is her music and I was like oh there's there's excitement about it cool and we put out theater and people are like this is awesome i'm like okay people are liking it people are not crazy because i feel like we can be very like, i wonder if people can like it so i'm scared and tinker with it and you try to fuss about with it 
And now I kind of have the confidence to be like, actually, there are people that identify with my taste level, they identify with the things that I like. Mm. Let's do more of it. Let's do more of it and let's push it and let's just go. So I'm not feeling very like excited. Oh, wicked. What made you do Drag Race in the first place? I think it was like a mixture of things. I think because when I first started performing, I think my first gig was opening for Alyssa Edwards from season five. And I hadn't even like been doing drag yet. I was kind of performing, but that was like my first step into it. And I was touring around and doing all these shows with these girls from Drag Race and stuff. And I was like, oh, like you're getting paid like 10 times what I'm getting paid literally because you've been in the show, but we're doing the exact same job. Uh, and then COVID hit and all this other stuff here and I'm getting older and it's like, right, like doing five shows a week and like, I can pay my rent, I can live, but I'm not financially stable the way I would like to be. Something needs to kind of change. I remember I started doing drag before Drag Race UK was even a thing. So mm. when I kind of started doing drag, it was just because I liked it. Yeah. And then the TV side kind of came to it and I was like, okay, like I've known what, I remember I met Taste at like my first London gig see taste going in. I've known Kitty for years. I've known Cheryl. I know Crystal from season one. Crystal from season three. Joe Black. All of them girls are my friends. I was watching all my friends start to blow up and make money. And I was like, you know what? I'm capable of doing this. And so when I went to apply for Drag Race, it was my first time applying and they wanted me. So I was there. Good on you. What was it that made them pick you? I, okay, a few people have said this to me, so I'm not seeing my own torn. Yeah. Um, I just have a bit of like this spark in my personality, I think. I perceive myself as like a very unique kind of like energy <laughs> and like I am a bit silly I'm a bit sassy but like I have yeah. I don't know I just feel like I have like a little special something about me I think they kind of like saw that and for me like it wasn't even about being like the best drag queen or being the best at makeup or being the best at this I just know that I'm a really good performer and that I have this like a, a lot of heart and I think they appreciated my heart yes and what is that whole process like it was it was it's a lot of like faffing it's, it is a lot of faffing um so you've got to like register your interest and then you do the the taped audition. And I did mine really quickly, but some girls spend like weeks on theirs. I I would start very just like I paid my videographer friend, people to our studio, we did three hours. I just went and ran through everything. Awesome. And they edited it. It was off. Like I just for me, I think if I spent too long like picking at it i would have just not sent it i would have got a bit insecure about it because it wasn't the best tape like my snatch game was trash but like some bits were really good yeah so um yeah and then obviously get shortlisted from there then it's like evaluations like so many different things but um, i was never really worried about it i was always kind of just like yeah like i'm gonna get on i know that sounds a bit like arrogant but i was like i'm gonna get on there I was like oh like how do you feel that we that you're accepted as drag race i was like yeah like cool awesome thanks like, i want to go get my shit ready now <laughs> it is not like a very like natural step in my career i feel like i was supposed to go and do that god that's interesting it was your destiny but then you weren't enjoying it like what was that like um i was in space for like i don't know i guess i felt like people were trying to go go and drag race and be yourself and like, be yourself and be yourself it's so important to just be yourself and you have fun and I was there and it stopped being fun very quickly. And I was suddenly very, suddenly learning that myself wasn't necessarily enough in that space for the capacity that the show runs at. You know, I feel that sometimes you need the big characters. Like, I'm such and such and here's my catchphrase and here's, and I'm just not that person. I am just very organic in the way that I do everything. And I think it felt a bit contrived for me at some times. It just felt like very uncomfortable. I felt like I wasn't able to fully exist in my moment i felt like that was somebody else's moment and like obviously there's lots of cameras on you and there's lots of lights on you know that millions of people are going to watch this you have to watch what you say you have to watch it with the girls for me it was just too much 
mental gymnastics on top of what Drag Race actually is, which is competition. Mm-hmm. So it felt mm-hmm. like the drag side of it, I can do drag, I'm good at my job, I can do musical challenge, that's fine. Do you know what I mean? But when it's like, we're up really early, we haven't had any sleep because you're up in the hotel room, like standing in the wigs for the summer challenge, we've got so much other shit going on. As someone who likes to move it over, we're just like, not a slow pace, but I like to take my time and just do things properly. I wasn't given time to do that, so I'm getting critiques like, you know, this could be better. And it's like, well, yeah, because I'm up my ass right now. Like, I need to take a break. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, oh, you seem a bit nervous. It's like, yeah, I'm having panic attacks. That's why I seem a bit nervous. Like, yeah, like, I'm, like, yeah. it got to the point where it's like, why am I even here? Like, I'm misrepresenting myself. And I didn't, I think, I don't know. I deserve more than that. And I love myself too much to allow it to happen to myself. So I'd rather take myself out of the situation. Right. That makes complete sense. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. when you said you wanted to leave like did, was that really a surprise to them I, I don't think so I mean to anybody that was there it was common knowledge that baby was not having a good time right like yeah so I think by the time I left it was kind of just like savage like mm-hmm. the girls really saw that I tried I really tried like it wasn't even like the first time something happened like I was there for a while like trying to just like drag myself through like you know you want to get to top four it's going to be really good for you to do that. But it's like, if I stayed to top four, I would have gone crazy and probably like lashed out at somebody. So I'm glad I left when I did and I got to say face. Yes. I got to put the happy music over me saying about my mental health and I got to have a thank you, awesome, great. And I got yes. to leave it very nice because it would have gone very bad very quickly had I said nothing. But did you plan to say, you know, at the end, like, did no one know you were about to say, I want to go at the end? No. Nobody knew? No, that's the thing. Like, for me, I knew I wanted to go home. We have a show to make. I'm professional. Do you get what I mean? Like at the end of the day, BBC have commissioned X amount of hours or X amount of minutes per episode or whatever that like, you have a show to make. I'm not just going to leave halfway through and start what we're doing for the rest of the episode. So I went, I did it. I did the lip sync. And then it was like, I made some decisions. I was like, I want to go home now. I just give you guys what you need to do. I'm going to dip now. How did you feel in the moment before you opened your mouth to say that? It was, ter- I was shaking. I was shaking. No, literally, if you watch it back, like, um, when I said, like, oh, like, I need to go home and take care of myself. And Rue goes, I respect that. And they're like, yeah, like, I was delirious. No, like, I was not even there. Like, it was so just wow. like, I didn't want to be, I didn't want to be put in a position where I had to kind of say that on TV. Mm-hmm. And I think 
and that's what kind of frustrated me about it because like I tried to ask for help and obviously with the way that the show's run I couldn't necessarily get the help that I needed so that means I kind of had to so I could be like okay um I do actually need to go home now so I'm going to go do that um, because mm-hmm. I, nothing can really be done to make me not feel like this anymore mm-hmm. you know a lot of the conversation around it was about mental health we talk about mental health all the time on this podcast mm. How do you feel now? How do you how do you feel about your mental health at the moment? You know, I think it's such a day to day thing. It, I, you know, again, it is a day to day thing. I like you because <laughs> it is a day to day thing. <laughs> um, I think I'm feeling really good. I'm I'm aware that like life is full of ups and downs. So I'm kind of just taking it as it goes. But right now, feeling really good. Feeling really optimistic about things. Obviously, I am going to sort out a new therapist. Mm-hmm. A good therapist. Mm-hmm. But um, at the moment, yeah, I'm feeling really good. I think now that I've obviously done Dracon, got to kind of close that chapter of my life. Now I'm getting to focus on all the things that I want to do. And I'm getting to like choreograph like other people's music videos and like make my own music videos and like go and be in a short film and head this campaign for this thing. And like, that's all the things that I really enjoyed. I think that's all I wanted to do in the first place. So mm. I feel like I had to kind of go through Drag Race to have the access to that. Mm. But now... That I have access to these things. I'm kind of like living the life I've always wanted to live. So oh, I, yeah, I'm really, really happy. That's <laughs> yeah. lovely. And do, do you have any good tools for your moments? Like, like, how do you deal with a panic attack? Has that evolved? Have you learned anything that works for you? I just excuse myself because I think um, it gets really cyclical where um, I can be like in a situation and be like, oh, this gives me anxiety, but I can't let people see that I have anxiety. So you're worried about it if you're like looking like you have anxiety. It just becomes like a whole like circle of just like, ah, like I'm frozen here and actually going, mm. I'm going to take a step back. Sorry, I feel a bit um, like overstimulated right now. I feel a bit overwhelmed right now. I'm just going to go and just have a minute. And I think, especially since the show now that like, when I do say that, people are like, okay, cool. Awesome. Let's take a time. I'm like, thanks. That's great. I suppose it's like there's something really interesting in there about just don't fight it. Just say it. It's happening. I'm going to go over there because I think we try and fight our mental health and ruminate on when it's coming. And we get ourselves in a bit of a lather about it, don't we? Yeah, I think it's for me as well. I think when I was filming Drag Race, it was like, I'm having a panic attack. We didn't even have time for me to have a panic attack. (laughs) It was even like a... I just stop it, just like, babe, we've got to get into Antarctica. And I'm just like, uh, like, Ted is like holding me. I'm like shaking, like, what's going on? We've got to go film this bit. Like, there, I didn't have the time for that. But every day, I'm like, now time is a luxury that I do have. I'm not in a rush yes. or anything. And I can actually take a minute for myself. And mm-hmm. I think doing Drag Race made me learn that about myself, I guess. And I feel like I need to kind of like go through these kinds of attacks and go through that mental health journey there to understand how I deal with that moving forward. Yeah. And it's like you say, it's a day-to-day thing. Sometimes it will be better. Sometimes it will be worse, right? And hang on a sec. Sorry. Stop the bus. You were in, (laughs) you were just saying about being in other people's music videos. You were in Sam Smith's video, weren't you? I was, yeah. So um, I, okay, I'm so proud of that because I got that um, before Drag Race was announced. So no one in the cast knew that I was in Drag Race. So I actually Ah. had to audition for that and and that like everybody else. Yeah. This is the Unholy video with Kim Petras, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Love that. And that was just like really, really cool. Yeah. um, I'm really happy about that just because I worked really hard and got the audition and they just like, well, just like, yeah, we like you. Then like, I think we had the rap party when producers was like, on Drag Race. And I'm like, no, like, I'm not. So you're right next to Sam in a lot of it, aren't you? Yes, I am. That yeah, that's my claim to fame. 
that's, that's, that, that was my first paper paper. I was like, yeah, like, Drag Race just come out a little bit oppressed. Like, yeah, I'm next to Stamp Smith. And you're like, cool, I'm holy. <laughs> but did people lose their mind when that happened? Because had you not left Drag Race by the time that came out? No, I hadn't. So that was before the season started airing, I think. Really? Oh, God, okay. Yeah. So it was literally just like the cast got announced. And then I did the Charlie XCX thing with Taysom Estina. And then Sam Smith was out around the same time. So everyone was like, oh, okay, like, babies, like, books. And I was like, mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was really good, like, hype before the show. that people kind of, like, saw me doing stuff. But I was on the show. They were like, oh, like, she's been booked and like, she's been good. Uh, like, yeah. Sam is an amazing person who's just been always really lovely to this podcast from the word go. So like, lovely. Yeah. So, so lovely. Like, I don't know what I was expecting, but, like, an angel mm. like in the warm-ups like doing the choreography with like the rest of us like it wasn't like i'm sam and this is my like it was just so yeah respectful and just so loving and just like yeah i remember that they played the song to us for the first time and sam was kind of like sounding like sheepishly like oh like this is a new song like yeah yeah and we're like bitch this is so good like what are you being shy for like they're just so sweet they're so really sweet yeah no, yes. yeah that is it was a really good time yeah so aside from everything we've discussed what's next for you i guess mainly just um i'm in my little like um creative hermit mode and i have lots of stuff in the backlog like just lots of like shoots that haven't come out yet and like, campaigns that haven't come out yet so i'm kind of just waiting for that stuff but in the meantime it's like in the studio working on music and just being creative it's really nice because i feel like i've worked really hard now i have the means to like fund my creativity so it's not like my friends are like oh like i have to go work on monday it's like i'm gonna go studio on like wednesday <laughs> and then it's just like yeah yeah. So I'm just, um, yeah just creating things and just having fun I'm, yeah i feel like i needed a bit of like a chill i feel drag cons some three days of like intenseness and like hardly any sleep so drag con when you say you yeah. didn't get any sleep like does that because all the drag queens just go out together I I mean yeah like I just made so many friends uh, I made, and it's so weird because like um you don't know who knows you I think where there are so many franchises of it now like people are being quite like oh hi like I'm baby from like, season four UK like just, just like whatever and people being quite like oh my god no like I love you I'm like oh shit like I love you too like I don't think you knew who I was so, like, <laughs> so that was really really fun so I made lots of friends like the Canadian girls are really really lovely Aww. really lovely all like the brat pack lots yeah so um it would just I guess it can feel quite isolating being with Drag Race, especially when, like, you're not with your other, like, girls in the season. That's like, sometimes yeah. you're the only person that kind of, in a room has kind of been through it. So then being in a place where there's literally, like, a couple, like, I don't know, like, a hundred or so of us, maybe even more. Yeah. That all know what the other person's been through, like, just feeling, like, seen in that way, which is amazing. Like, I really need it. You'll always have it as well. It's so nice, the thing that bonds you all. Yeah, it does. It does. Welcome, welcome. Odd thing to say at the end of a show. Hello, is what I mean. Hi, how was that? I love that chat. Exciting things afoot for baby, methinks. I'm still walking. Um, Cough, doing better. Coffee's nearly finished. Brain recharged. Let's see how many steps I've done. So bright, I can't see the thing. 6,000, okay. Supposed to do 10,000 a day. Quite how you manage it. One manages that. Anyway, let us know what you thought of that interview. Open your email, write something, press send. Preferably to do with the show or you, um, but not necessary. Where are you getting your bargains? We should have a little bargain corner, shouldn't we? Because I'm always after a bargain. I think it would just become a Dunnell Mills sponsored section because that's where I find all my bargains. Anyway, next week we'll be chatting about Time to Talk Day. 
It is the UK's largest, largest mental health conversation and tackling difficult topics that LGBTQ plus people find hard to discuss. Get in touch, stay connected on Instagram at Homo Sapiens, Facebook at Homo Sapiens Podcast. Email your comments, questions and agony calls to hello at homosapienspodcast.com. That would be lovely. Yeah, thanks for listening. We've had a lovely time. I'm finishing the episode just as I'm arriving back at home. So I'm going to put the kettle on, have a lovely brew, look out the window and think about my 6,000 steps. Thank you for being with me for all 6,500 of them. Lots of love, listeners, and we'll talk next week. Bye now. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Powered by Spirit Studios.